someone can give you a, a thousand compliments, but we tend to remember these like mean few things that people have said to us. And but I just think, okay, well, maybe that person didn't think I could do that at that time. But look at me now. Look at how many people enjoy my artwork. Look at how my artwork is selling. Look how much joy I get from my work. I think you just always have to remind yourself of your milestones and how far you've come and keep telling yourself all the positive things you need to hear. Hi there, my name's Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. This week, we're off to Wilmington, North Carolina to chat with emerging American painter, Kelsey Howard. It was Kelsey's portraits of women that initially caught my eye. Beautiful paintings of ladies' faces, some in a vibrant color-blocked technique, and some in just blue and white, having this almost ancient Greek feel to them. I then did an insta-deep dive, as we all do, and saw Kelsey also does really inviting landscapes and vibrant, almost pop artish type animal works. Kelsey and I spoke about balancing her day job as a nurse and her artistic career, holding her first solo show, which sold out, Instagram is a great source of inspiration, particularly when you're painting faces, and the importance of believing in yourself and finding enjoyment in your practice. Head to Kelsey's Instagram page at Kelsey Howard Art to get an eyeful of colour and joy. Enjoy meeting Kelsey Howard. Kelsey Howard, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Wilmington, North Carolina. How are you? I'm I'm doing great today. Thank you so much. I hope you are too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the weather like there in Wilmington um, today? Yeah, funny you should ask because it's pretty cloudy and dreary and rainy today. And I'm so jealous you're in the summer season right now. Um, yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> It's muggy today here, actually. Yeah. It's, we're, we're going through what they say, I think it's called La Nina, oh. and, which is a wet season. So we're, we're oh. actually having a summer of rain, which is great yeah. because, you know, the country yeah. needs it. But, yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. So let's just do a little what is Wilmington like. So I Googled it okay. this morning. <laughs> it has a population supposedly of about 120,000. Yeah. And this statement that I found says, uh, the question was, is Wilmington, North Carolina, a good place to live? And the answer is, Wilmington is in New Hanover County and is one of the best places to live in North Carolina. Living in Wilmington offers residents a dense suburban feel and most residents rent their homes. In Mm -hmm. Wilmington, there are a lot of restaurants, coffee shops and parks and Mm -hmm. the public schools are highly rated. Mm, yeah do you agree with those statements oh wow yeah I mean growing up here I've been super lucky like my parents house is right next to a creek and so we've been able to go out boating growing up I went you know down to the dock all the time and um, use my little net to like catch crabs and, and I went fishing and we live back in the woods so for me personally it was an amazing place to have a childhood and in North Carolina, you know, I'd say if you could either be, you know, by the beach or by the mountains, that is a, that's a good place to be. So um, yeah, Wilmington has a lot to offer and we have a ton of people moving here. So, you know, I think growing up here, I 
probably take for granted how lucky I am, but <laughs> I think I'm definitely realizing as I get older how wonderful it really is here. So, What would you say the main industry in Wilmington is? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, the hospital and medicine is a really big, um, I guess, industry here. Um, food, the food industry is really big. Um, uh, let's see, seafood obviously is very, I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong and there's some bigger industry that I'm not even aware of, but, um, for me, <laughs> they're the ones that stand out. Yes. Yes. For me. Yes. I eat lots of seafood. I work in medicine and, um, yeah, you're a registered nurse. Yeah. <laughs> How has yeah. your work been the last year? Has it just been pretty crazy? Yeah, you know, I work in um, wound care, which is already kind of like a very interesting field of um, medicine. So um, when the virus first started to hit, we had a lot of cancellations and we didn't know if we were going to even, you know, have jobs at the clinic that I work at, if we were going to have to go to the main hospital and like help. But luckily, we've been able to keep our little clinic going and have our little tight knit group of nurses and doctors and everyone kind of be able to continue to work in wound care and not have to have too many crazy wild changes. Um, so it's been good this past year and I've, I've been lucky for sure. Yeah. And you're also an artist, which is obviously why you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, okay, let's start at the beginning. Yes. When did you start painting? Have you always been creative? You know, I didn't realize, uh, at what point I think I started to paint until I saw these pictures that my mom shared with me and I'm like probably three years old and I have a little paintbrush in my hand and um, like one of those little um, easels in front of me with like just a scrap piece of paper and like there's marks all over the paper so I guess I was like trying to paint when I was pretty young and my mom was just like stuck a paintbrush in my hand and was like here keep yourself occupied for a little while but I think that is my first indication that I started to try to paint pretty early on in life but I was pretty slow at it um, kind of developing a routine and really developing a passion you know until the last few years but um, I'd say yeah it's always been there What's your painting routine like now, fitting that in around nursing? Most days I'll come home, get something to eat, and then change, obviously, and then go into my little studio space, paint for maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, sometimes I'm not very good at restricting my time, and I paint for much longer than I need to, and I stay up later than I should. Um, but I just try to fit in as much as I can and then the weekends obviously um, is my main time to paint um, but I was listening to you know some of your podcasts before um, we spoke today and it was interesting to hear some of the other artists pretty much say they did the same thing just every moment of their spare time they they fit in with painting and tried to get as much practice as they could so I think you know it was it was cool to listen to other to hear other people say that they have a similar experience in a way of doing things and, you know, developing your style and everything. It just takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> so it's people seem to, um, you will know when you get to the tipping point of yeah. where painting 
becomes yeah. full-time or even if you want it to be full-time you know yeah. so I know some creatives who still have uh, a part-time kind of let's go day job because that actually just allows them to kind of step out of the creative space and have some perspective right you had some great success recently because you had your first solo show in December <laughs> which sold out yeah. that's amazing how did you feel I just felt like it was very surreal. I don't know. I was I like, do, am I here or is this real? Or like, <laughs> did they really want to buy this painting? I just, I don't know. That's just that feeling of when someone's like, buys a piece of artwork or says that, oh, I'd like to, I'd really like to have that piece in my home. I, every time, I, every time it makes me feel the same way, just amazement and joy and just so much excitement. So to have a, that entire show, you know, every piece found a home was just, I just am still riding on that high. So it was very exciting. For sure. For sure. Because <laughs> your, your pieces are, I guess I love them for their color and I do think they are oh, quite joyful. How would you describe your style? Yeah. I mean, I guess if anything, I would love for my work to come across as a way that you described it, joyful and colorful and a place where your mind can kind of escape into a different world of vibrant colors. And I guess I kind of like to try to be loose in my technique and never get too tense in my painting. And because I, I think the process as much as, you know, the outcome of your work is also really important. And if you're not having a good time while you're making your art, you know, it's, it's kind of like, what's the point, you know, what's it doing for you? And for me, art is uh, a mental escape into um, this happy place that um, I'm very happy to share with others. So, yeah. <laughs> You do a range of um, landscapes, really stunning landscapes, oh, and then really you. vibrant animals. And then the ladies series, oh, my God, yeah. I just, in particular, the women that you paint are, are, I would say, on the top of my list. How do those women come to mind? Is it people that you see or is it kind mm -hmm. of a general face that you then kind of tweak every now and then how does that process happen so I think like it sounds kind of silly but on Instagram there's so many different um, people who you know are sharing photos of themselves and I, I'm always kind of just scrolling around you know looking at different poses and and just the way that the light may hit them or different accessories or just things that I find really interesting and, and different photographs and I'll usually I have a whole file of photographs in my computer just of different faces that I find interesting so I usually will refer to those faces for my paintings and not to make them look you know exactly like those faces but just to have a reference point of like where is the light hitting and where are the shadows and how is the anatomy in this face different from this face and just kind of you know, faces are all so different. It's it's so fun to like explore different faces and and the expressions that they can give and everything. Yeah, and oh my god, Instagram would just be a fantastic yeah. source of inspiration because, like you said, I mean, the selfie you can yeah. get like you can get one individual taking five different angles of yes. their face, right? Yes. So yes. It's, it's just perfect. It's so perfect. Yes, and gosh, for Instagram. <laughs> yes, I know, right? And so you began selling on mm -hmm. Instagram or Artsy or Etsy. Which one did you start with? So, yeah, I would say Etsy. I started my Etsy page, like, 
I think 2017 and slowly just started going from there. And I think before I was maybe just selling to like family and friends, but starting the Etsy page has definitely um, been a big stepping stone. And one day I think I'll, you know, delve into a more personalized website, which, you know, it's like one step at a time, but Etsy has been a great launching point. So for now, it's through Etsy and Instagram and commissions and then local pieces around town. It's how I've been selling the majority of my work. And how did the solo show come about? Did you approach them or did they approach you? So the woman who owns the vintage shop that my pieces were at, we um, met because she was selling these like beautiful embroidered masks. Um, And I was like, oh, I need to get my hands on those. So I went in there. (laughs) You know, they're very colorful. So I was like, okay, I need this. Um, But I went in there and we just chatted and she was super friendly. And I think I shared uh, Instagram story of my mask. And she was like, oh, I love your artwork. And kind of just developed from there that she was, we had planned to put my artwork in the store, I think, for a little while. But then this opportunity came about where she was celebrating, you know, the anniversary of her store. She's like, I think this would be a great place for you to, you know, or a great time for your artwork to be in the store. And we can kind of just have this big celebration. So kind of just all, all worked out. Evolved from there. Yeah. 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 And you were also in one of the galleries in town, Citrine Gallery. How did that come about? how um one of the women who works at that gallery who's who's also a painter she reached out um and said you know we're having a figurative show I think you should you know probably submit some of your work and um I was a little hesitant because I think my time my painting time is so precious and so limited and I've been pretty uh, I've turned down a lot of people saying well could you do this or could you put your artwork here could you know because it can get very overwhelming very quick but I was like, you know, I need to start branching out a little bit more. And it was, it's been a great thing. And I, I really love that gallery. And the women who are there are all so nice. But I happened to have a painting available that I could put in the show, which doesn't often happen. I don't usually have a lot of paintings laying around because I don't have time to paint like a ton of work. So I was like, okay, it's like another one of those things where it just, it just happens to work out. And um it's been a great experience. Do you remember the first piece you sold? Okay, so I <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this question, and I really thought hard about it because I, I don't remember the exact <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll jog your brain. But I think I think it was in college, and I, I was working with pastels, and I did this landscape that was like the ocean, and it had flowers in it, and one of my friends bought it. But then I wanted to get it framed. I wanted everything to be perfect. I was just like, oh my gosh, I think this is, I think that was one of the first pieces I sold. So I felt this high amount of pressure for everything to be wonderful. So I got it framed and I think the frame cost more money than she gave me. So I think I lost money on that one, but still nonetheless, it was exciting to have somebody want my work and, and um, it's just a good, a good starting point. And a good lesson about learning about pricing and framing. It's lesson. quite expensive, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think as an artist, there's just whether you're learning about finances or marketing or putting yourself out there or painting. To, oh, my gosh. There's just there is so much to learn. There's endless information. So that was a good 
lesson, you know, in pricing and framing for me. So, yeah. <laughs> you won't ever do that again. <laughs> nope, never do that. <laughs> oh, oh. When, did, when did you start calling yourself an artist? Oh my gosh, I think honestly only until the past year or so, I've felt more comfortable with saying I'm an artist. You know, I think that's just, I think everyone talks about that struggle of like, how do you know when you're an artist or to call yourself an artist? But I think as I've had more people approach me and just say how much they love my work and, and that they want to buy my work, I'm like, okay, it's not, it's not in my head that I'm painting nice things. Other people are telling me that they like my work and want my work. So I think it's okay. Like I'm, it's valid enough to call myself an artist. Maybe that's a little self-critical, but I guess it's taken a long time to convince myself I have the confidence to say that I am an artist, but maybe yeah. that's just normal. I think it's a human trait, right? It's yeah. um, We're so, what is, there was like this wonderful quote I heard once, which was yeah. like, you would never talk to your younger sister or brother mm -hmm. or if you had a, you know you would never talk yeah. to a good friend the way you speak to yourself yes yeah mm -hmm. and I was just like oh my god yes that is so true that is. <laughs> we're so that critical is of ourselves and we need that external validation but yeah I think that's just a human trait absolutely yeah if you could change one thing about the industry what would you change Ooh. Man, artist, gosh, that's a good question. I honestly can't think of anything other than I wish it maybe was easier to get a wider view on your work or get more people to look at your work, but that's just life and you have to work through that and you have to fight for that anyways. But maybe if, I don't know, I guess everyone complains about Instagram algorithms and how frustrating that can be. Um, so I don't. I guess maybe that's the only thing I, I can think of. I wish there was maybe more visibility for all artists, and you know, I don't know how Instagram is going to change in the future or what platforms we will be using in the future to share our artwork. But I wish I just or I hope that there's always a way that artists can really share their work with the world, and it's maybe made easier for everyone. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great point. And it is interesting to think, right, what are going to be the platforms of the future because yeah. You know, was it 10 years ago we didn't have Instagram or Right. So Yeah, I'm like, um, what if Instagram goes away? What am I I know. <laughs> I know. I just took 6 uh, weeks off Instagram and I was oh, like, "Oh my man. god, I'm going to have like no algorithm right. credit when I come back." <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, gosh I hate anyway. that that fear is like in us it's like oh my gosh I can't take a break the algorithm but it's like you know like your mental health is so important like I am so jealous that you took that break I'm, I'm really happy for you yeah and it's funny right because now I'm also a little bit shy getting back on like I used I mean and I will obviously get back on but yeah. I do Instagram stories each week talking about yeah. the artists that are coming up and just talking yeah. about what's on the show and I'm actually I've tried a couple of times yeah. to 
do an Instagram story with the camera in my face and I actually have stopped because I just have felt uncomfortable. So I need to like get back on the horse and get back. (laughs) No, I don't don't really post myself either that much. I mean, occasionally I will, but yeah, it's not a natural thing for me either. But I will say I, you had the cockatiels or like the birds that was on. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. I know, right? Yeah, so we have a little um, a little shack that's kind of an hour and a half north of Sydney that we mm-hmm. went and spent the summer at, and we generally just spend weekends at. Um, yeah. wow. And it's surrounded by nature. And yes, I feed those birds. Ooh. I feed them twice a day. I feed them in the morning Ooh. and I feed them in the afternoon. <laughs> and I just love them. <laughs> I love that. That would be so entertaining just to watch those birds. Oh my gosh, they're so cool looking. Yeah, they're so funny. And there's two that are called Corellas. So mm. they kind of don't have the big yellow crown uh-huh. on top. And uh-huh. I liken them to uh, rugby league players or maybe uh-huh. in your in, in your country it's like NFL players because they kind of come in and muscle the, oh. everyone else out and they're like, feeds all mine. Get away, oh, you guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Goodness oh. gracious. That would be a sight to see. My gosh. Yeah. It's very funny. It's very funny. Um, with your creative practice, yes. how do you get out of a creative funk? Okay. Um, so a lot of times I've realized when I am in a creative funk, it's because I am tired. Um, so yeah. good naps, um, taking a little time away, like making sure I'm taking care of my mental health and getting some good rest. That is huge. But also just taking some time to look through some inspiration. Like I have like tons of images saved on my Instagram of of paintings that inspire me of cool poses and faces and just, just taking some time to look through and kind of realize like, Oh, I love these colors. You know, just re-inspire yourself a little bit. If you're feeling in a funk that at least that's, you know, helpful for me, I guess one artist, you interviewed recently said she loves to go for like a drive and I I love that too. (laughs) Emily, Um, yeah. I was like, that's clever. You know, we all just need to like get out of that headspace of just negativity and kind of re-inspire ourselves somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you know when a piece is done? You know, I think there is a gut feeling that you don't need to do anything more to this piece. You know, there's like that voice in my head that comes up. And sometimes I'm very good about listening to that voice. And other times I'm very bad about it. And I'll like overwork a piece. Gosh, there's something that I was listening to a while back about just listening to that voice in your head and just being more confident with it. And so for me, it's usually I just instinctually know that a piece is done when I don't feel like I need to work on it or nothing it kind of feels like your eye carries around the piece naturally and you don't zone in on one spot that you're like oh my gosh I have to fix this so yeah I guess it's kind of a natural feeling most of the time but and who would you say is your biggest fan I would say I have some really great friends who um, are like oh my gosh I believe so much in your artwork I believe in you but I'd say the biggest supporter um, is probably my sister my older sister she's always been very supportive. She's like your ideal older sister who always gives you advice and always believes in you and always wants you to follow your heart kind of deal. So I'm lucky to have her. 
Oh, I don't have an older sister. I feel oh. like I want to hire yours at times. Oh <laughs> Chelsea, I just need to talk to your older sister for a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh, she loves to talk to people, so um, she'd be happy to talk with you. Anytime. No. <laughs> oh my god, too funny. Um, <laughs> who's your biggest critic? So I think myself, and I, you know, again listening to your podcast, I think almost every person I've listened to has said their self as well um which i hate i hate that that's true you know we are so critical of ourselves but I, i'm getting better at it and i think you know a lot of times your your belief in yourself has to be stronger than your doubt in yourself or doubt that other people have on you yeah i was gonna say how do you deal with your inner critic i just remind myself of how far i've already come and what has happened that i never thought could happen and, you know, growing up, um, I kind of dabbled in art, but I don't, I don't think I really took it that seriously. And I don't, and I had very, very little confidence in myself. And I think that showed, and, you know, I've had people, you know, I, I thought about going to art school and I remember somebody saying to me, well, do you think you're really good enough to go to art school or like, oh wow, or, you know, just, I, was, <laughs> I was like, um, uh, I didn't know how to like answer that and are people being like do you really think or not you know just I think it's natural that we tend to remember someone can give you a, a thousand compliments but we tend to remember these like mean few things that people have said to us and but I just think okay well maybe that person didn't think I could do that at that time but look at me now look at how many people enjoy my artwork look at how my artwork is selling, look how much joy I get from my work. I think you just always have to remind yourself of your milestones and how far you've come and keep telling yourself all the positive things you need to hear because that self-critic can be pretty pretty loud sometimes, but it's definitely, um, it takes work to, to quiet it, I would say. Yeah. And um, last question before we get on to the quick fire five. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> where, where would you like to see your art take you in the next couple of years? I would love to be in more, um, I guess, more magazines. I feel like every encounter that I've had with someone who's put my artwork in a in a magazine or a journal has been so wonderful, and I've met so many cool people and had way more exposure in those ways that I could have imagined. So I would love to have more of that. I would love to potentially be able to travel some way with my, with my work. I see artists who will like be invited to different hotels or places around the world and they'll stay there and they'll paint for a few days or be like an artist in residence. And, Oh, I love to travel. So I just, I love that idea as well. But, um, I guess as long as I'm just, you know, happy and continuing to paint and enjoy my work, that's the biggest thing of all. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some of those artists in residence places look amazing. There's one oh. here in Australia on Lord Howe Island and oh. that's just heaven on earth, right? If yeah. you like snorkeling, oh. if you like hiking in the mountains, oh it's just this kind of amazing. And you get to stay at the really fancy hotel. <laughs> I'm going to send you a link to their like oh. Instagram page so you can check them out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, 
Okay, quick fire five. So, you know, these are not necessarily art related. They're just light and fun. Um, What's your star sign? Sagittarius. Tea, coffee or champagne? Oh, gosh. Okay, I would say tea. I love champagne, but I drink tea every day. So tea. I know. I'm the same. I'm coffee. I would love to be the fun person going, oh, my God, champagne. But I'm I'm, I'm coffee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) Favorite snack? Oh, gosh. I would say dark chocolate, I guess. I love to eat. There's so many different things I love to eat. So it's really, really a hard question for me. But dark chocolate, I would say. Dark chocolate. Okay, great. (laughs) An album in your 20s now maybe you're still in your 20s so maybe it's an album currently oh okay that you are wearing out an album um or a band okay um I love Alt J they have a few they I listen to their music a lot and then Weezer I mean maybe that's not for my 20s oh, yeah. but I love Weezer. <laughs> I probably say Weezer over Alt J it's just such a classic but yeah, I, uh, that's that's a very another like difficult question for me. But I would say Weezer, let's go with that one. Okay, good. <laughs> and then finally, are you first, last, or never on the dance floor? Uh, I think I'm. I love to dance actually, so I would. I'm usually like if someone else goes out there, like I will be close second. But I'm usually not brave enough to be first, but close, close. second. I would say. <laughs> You won't start it, but you're definitely there. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kelsey Howard. Thank you. So um, before I let you go, I need to ask, how is yeah. Graham? Now for listeners, Graham is Kelsey's dog. And I have a thing for dogs <laughs> with human names because I had a sausage dog called Colin. And now I have a dog called Tony. And when I saw that Kelsey's dog was called Graham, I just lost it. So tell us a little bit about Graham. He is just the biggest love bug, like loves you to death the first time meeting you. Um, He likes to sleep a lot, which I appreciate. We're very similar in that way. Like he loves to take naps. He loves to snuggle. He'll tolerate wearing like the cute little bows that I put on his collar, but... um, (laughs) he's like my child um but yeah he's been great what, and what what kind what breed of dog is graham he's like a pit mix i i've been wanting to do like one of those dog dna things but i know he's he has some pit in him and he's just the most lovely sweet dog so lucky to have him in my life it's really beautiful i love seeing <laughs> him you. when he comes on your feed <laughs> um, now is the best place for people to find you on instagram that's kind of where they should stay across your work yeah yeah i would say for now um you know hopefully i'll have a website a good website up and going in the future but yes instagram for now mm-hmm. awesome so that will all be linked in the show notes kelsey howard thank you so much for joining <laughs> us all the way from wilmington <laughs> north carolina <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was like, oh my gosh, so honored that you reached out. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.